Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Before we kick off this episode of Headstrong, I want to talk to you about my series sponsor, Green Chef. Now, if you're anything like me, you are always on the go and rarely have time to even think about eating healthy, let alone going to the shop, picking out the right ingredients and then getting home and devoting loads of time to cooking these meals. Luckily, Green Chef are one step ahead. They deliver your ingredients and step-by-step recipe cards directly to your door, making it the easiest and most convenient way to keep healthy eating habits on track. Green Chef offers a wide variety of delicious recipes each week, with options including keto, vegan, flexitarian, lower-carb and vegetarian diets. Even better, all of these recipes contain one or more of your five a day. What an absolute bonus. Green Chef recipes are developed and approved by qualified nutritionists, so you can relax knowing that your meals align with your dietary needs and lifestyle. So, get 40% off your first box and 20% off your next three boxes with the code HEADSTRONG. That's HEADSTRONG for 40% off your first box and 20% off your next three boxes with Green Chef. Hello and welcome back to Headstrong. This is series seven of the podcast. I can't believe that we're actually here doing another series. It's incredibly exciting. If you're a new listener, this is a podcast with me, Louis Strong, where I talk with a range of fantastic individuals in the public eye about their lives and their careers. But notably, I want to talk to them about their vulnerabilities to understand 
what the word headstrong means to them. To me, the word headstrong means to believe in yourself, to talk about your vulnerabilities and reinforce your self-worth. Now, I have got an incredible season lined up for you guys. I've got some incredible guests and I hope that you'll subscribe and enjoy the next 12 weeks with me as we unravel some impressive stories and are inspired by these amazing individuals. My first episode of this new series is with a wonderful man called Josh Peters. Before rising to superstardom fame on YouTube, Josh was living in South Africa and then moved here to the UK as a professional cricketer. One thing led to another and he found himself making YouTube videos. Ten years later, he's now pranking some of the biggest stars around the world, including Carol Baskin and Katie Hopkins. They're absolutely hilarious and an absolute must-watch. I really hope you enjoy this episode of Headstrong. Josh, thank you very much for joining me on Headstrong. How are we today? Pleasure. I'm, I'm very good. So it's a clear blue crisp morning uh, and um, yeah, it's, we, you've got me up early, but I like it. Early, we've got to catch, get the uh, early bird catches the worm, as they say. Exactly. So I've already given you a nice, nice intro before we got on here, but you're one of YouTube's funniest guys. You're partnered with Archie Manners now. So who's a friend of the pod? Yeah, so yeah. I've seen Archie's been on it before. I just want to check in that intro, you, you made me out to be really, really big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're definitely big, and uh, Archie's not even mentioned. Good, and you got in all the numbers, all the amount of views, all the subscribers, numbers, figures, uh, the amount of money I'm paying you for this episode. Yeah. Everything. Awesome. <laughs> now, did Archie have to do much persuading to get you on board? Uh, no, he didn't. I just I just checked. I said, "Look, Archie, is this uh, who is this guy?" And he said, "I have no idea, but uh, he pays a lot for people to come on his podcast." So I thought, "Well, you know what? I can't say no." so before all of this success on youtube and your pranking and everything i really want to talk about south africa because obviously for for though the uneducated who might be listening it's quite obvious you are from south africa as we can hear yes now Um, you talked about your this blue crisp morning here but i imagine you had far nicer mornings back in south africa waking up near yellow sandy beaches a warm sea some might consider paradise if you are british what yeah. was that like as a child well it was i mean it was obviously amazing but the funny thing about it is because i grew up there it took moving to england i think to properly appreciate how lucky i was to grow up where i did grow up so it was only when i started living here that i was like oh yeah that was i was pretty lucky yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What was that upbringing like in South Africa? Because obviously it's got such a deep, rich history, which I don't want to necessarily touch on, but I yeah. do want to touch on the kind of the class side of it. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a big divide in terms of wealth. So is yeah. that um, very obvious in terms of the educational side, the private sector and the state sector of education? Yeah, so I mean, South Africa is yeah very starkly contrasting uh, how most of the people in the country live and then how very few lucky people get to live i was very fortunate in how i was brought up but it was again that thing of not actually fully understanding that until moving to another country you become so desensitized to the sort of like you know gap between rich and poor in south africa when you're we're just there living there and you're quite ignorant to it but south africa is an incredible place it's uh i'd highly recommend visiting but it's got a lot of problems still from 
you know, things that happened not so long ago. So you do have an incredible amount of really, really poor people, a lot of crime and uh, a lot of problems. But it is also one of probably the most naturally beautiful places I've ever, ever been. And uh, I was lucky enough to grow up there. Yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to go twice. But yeah. it's, uh, I, I, as you say, it's um, you really fully appreciate it when I've seen it in such little amounts. But of, of course, there's so much that I didn't see. Yeah. And, you know, you, you go to the, the big cities and you go to the, the tourist attractions, shall we, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. and you get drawn into the, the bits that South Africa wants you to see, shall we say. But there's yeah. so much untouched that you, that you need to see for the rich culture and diversity that there is there. Yeah, there's, um, it's a very complex country, I suppose. But that's not to say I don't think that you should feel bad for going there and only experiencing the good bits because I think the thing that helps South Africa the most is having foreign people come to the country and spend money there to help grow the economy. So definitely still go visit and go to the tourist attractions. because Yeah, great. of course. Uh, your forever friend is, of course, Casper Lee. Something yes. that I will talk to you uh, first, Casper's going to come on as well, actually. I'm doing an oh, is he? with Ben. Wow. What are you, I mean, I know what you're paying me. What are you, what are you paying him? <laughs> that's charity work for him. <laughs> yeah. um, so th- that's a one question I was going to ask you. What, yeah. what, on, what, what do I need to ask Casper to really stitch him up? Wow. I could give you a lot. But... <laughs> okay. Within reason. Let's, I don't want him to hang up on the call. Uh, what could you get, ask Casper to stitch him up? Just... Is, is, is it with Ben that he's doing it? And with Ben, yeah. Why don't you just ask them if uh, if you think that Casper does an appropriate amount of days in the office for influence <laughs> and just watch the two of them try and answer that. <laughs> and then just let them talk for 10 minutes. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you some good stuff there. I oh, brilliant. They'll definitely disagree. So, of course, you grew up with Casper when you were yeah. young um, and from a like fairly young age as well. When you two were teenagers, were you thick as thieves? Uh, yeah, so we... Well, Casper came to the town I grew up in and we ended up growing up in when he was like 13. And for the first year he was at our school, we hated each other. We were mortal enemies. And then I think through Counter-Strike, the computer game, we both liked it and we bonded over that. And then over a couple of years became like best friends by the time we were sort of 15. And now we are 28 and 27 and still live together. So yeah, we uh, became best friends. And when we were teenagers becoming best friends that's when casper started talking about like making videos and putting them on youtube which we were all like weird (laughs) (laughs) no one had that wasn't a thing especially not at a school in south africa for someone to film themselves and put videos on the internet for context this was 2010 um but yeah that just shows how sort of ahead of ahead of his time he was uh back then he was you, you know putting putting videos on the internet which is just crazy to think where it's led to now so, of course, you guys were caught, or not maybe you necessarily, but Casper, carrying these cameras around, capturing content. Is there yeah. anything at school that you can remember that wasn't caught on camera and you go, that was pretty crazy? That could have been a good video. No, I can't remember particularly anything. I do just remember a lot of people being very confused as to like, I still have people confused as to how YouTube is a job. So even back then, you can imagine. I mean, I remember this teacher in particular at our school just, being like, what, what are you doing? This is so embarrassing. This is never <laughs> going to go anywhere. Uh, as as the, you know, there's always those stories of teachers doing those kind of things, but yeah, it certainly went somewhere. I bet that teacher is absolutely shocked now at the stock reality of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That can't be going well before his No, that, I think she's definitely disengaged. Yeah. Now, something I really need to talk to you about is cricket. Cricket is yeah. my, the sport that I love the most. Oh, really? I did a cricket podcast last year, supporting the Ruth Strauss Foundation. Oh, wow. Um, we had some great guys on, Joss Butler, Don yeah. Bess, uh, Straussy, Jason oh, Holder. Cool. We had some great guys on. But I'm beyond jealous that you had professional contracts, not only in the UK, but in South Africa as well. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, for people who, who don't know before, uh, I did YouTube. I wanted, to, I wanted to play professional cricket for a living. So um, I used to play half the year in the UK for the British summer and then the other half of the year in South Africa. And it was actually when I was playing cricket in London, uh, I got glandular fever and I was, Casper was in London as well making YouTube videos. So I started hanging around with YouTubers more and, and ended up being one myself. So it was almost from cricket that, that led me to YouTube. So I just want to stay on cricket for a second. Was sure. cricket always your main career goal at the time before you got this illness? Was that always your drive and competitive spirit in you that you wanted to succeed as a job? I think like for the first two years when I finished school, uh, so like 2013 and 14, and then the, the, the year where I actually got uh, glandular fever was 2015. And at that point, I'd, I'd sort of started to think to myself, it might be time to study. I was going to go and study in Cape Town, um, but I wanted to play one more year and just because it was such a great opportunity, the opportunity to come over to another country, play for six months, like get paid to play just have a great time doing what you love. Um, I wanted to do it for one more year, essentially. And good thing I did because, but then I ended up getting sick, which seemed like the worst thing at the time. And then that led me to, to what I do now. So it was a really lucky, weird, strange story. What is that experience like of cricket in South Africa in terms of at that grassroots level? What does cricket stand for to children in South Africa? in underprivileged places because I, I've been on tour there and I remember going to playing some underprivileged places, not even at school. And yeah. that's their drive is unbelievable. Naturally we didn't win a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I think sport in general is a sort of great uh, opportunity for people who are in tough situations to find some enjoyment in something and find something to motivate them. And often also a path out of a bad situation by excelling at that sport, it can lead to, you know, scholarships and bursaries at good schools and good universities. And if they're really good, obviously a career in the sport. Um, I've always, just because I love sports, really believed in sport being a driver for change in, in poorer countries. And I think it, it definitely is in South Africa. And then there's some incredible, incredible stories of people from really tough backgrounds who've, who've uh, made it for themselves by, by sticking to to a sport. I don't know if you saw the South African rugby player, Mpimpi, who was in the team that won the World Cup. I mean, he he's from one of the sort of harshest backgrounds you can find in South Africa. And he made his way to, to winning the World Cup and scoring a try in the World Cup final against England, I'm sorry. But uh, it, it can do some incredible things for people's sport. So let's, I completely agree. Now, now let's talk about your first... Well, maybe not your first, but maybe a, a significant and notable mental challenge that you experienced was your first long-term trip to the UK. And you went from the glory of South Africa to Stoke. You've done some research. And now that's a serious, drastic change. Now, 
how did this affect you mentally from not only the change of location, the weather, but the lack of family around and uh, starting almost afresh again? What did that have an impact on you mentally? Yeah, it was. Uh, so I went from Neisner in South Africa, which is like probably one of the most beautiful places in the world to uh, Stoke-on-Trent, which I, yeah, when I knew I was going to England, I didn't, I just thought of London because that was the only place I'd been when I was a kid. And when I arrived there, um, I thought I'd made a huge mistake. I was phoning my parents, asking for them to let me come home. I was crying. Just, it was like, I was, I thought I'd made the biggest mistake ever. I didn't know where I was, didn't know anyone. The house I showed up in to stay at. So how these professional contracts, because you're playing for a club essentially, but they're paying your airfare and your accommodation and your, your salary and what whatever. But sometimes you just stay with someone from the club. So I was staying with the treasurer from the club <laughs> and I'll never forget showing up to his house. I mean, he's a very nice guy, but uh, he was, he was very, very old. Um, the house was just like gross in terms of it wasn't clean. There was just stuff everywhere, like marks on the walls, marks in the bathroom. Like it, it smelled a little funny. He was sort of living on his own. And I just thought I'd made the biggest mistake ever. And I was on the phone to my parents asking to come home. I then went to London for the weekend and saw Casper. And basically they everyone sort of talked me down and we spoke to the club and they arranged for me to stay with another family from the club whose house was great it was just well it was clean and yeah slowly but surely I started enjoying being there and by the end of it it was great and definitely one of the best things I've ever done but at first the most challenging because I was obviously a spoiled kid from South Africa now something that is perhaps adaptable mentality from cricket to business but to any line of work how do you stay motivated in uh, to succeed when you feel uh, like things aren't going your way. What what what's your thought process to that? Um, I think you've just got to realise that everything comes down to a bit of half chance in life. So even if you work particularly hard at something, there's a good chance it won't work out. But on, on the other hand, sometimes you, you do get a bit of luck in your favour, and you've just got to keep going. There's uh, life's very strange and things happen in weird ways, but you just got to keep going because there's nothing else. What else is there? Absolutely. So you got glandular fever, which of course is a debilitating illness. And this put you on the sidelines of yeah. the cricket pitch. First and foremost, what's it like seeing your teammates out there playing the sport that you love? The reason that you're in the country is to do that job and you're not able to do it. What's that feeling like? Yeah, well, the guy who came in to replace me, who was another overseas professional, scored 100 in his first game. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, so they they weren't missing me very much. But, um, but yeah, what about so, for you? What's that? What about for you, though? How did it feel for well, you? Yeah, I felt just like left out and not needed anymore. Um, but then as I started feeling better, so how glandular fever works is, you know, you're, I was sick very sick for a couple of weeks but then it's the next few months where you're meant to rest and not do sport I still felt mostly fine I just couldn't do any exercise properly but I then almost started enjoying not having to play cricket every Saturday because I'd done it for so long and it was like oh cool I can do something on a Friday night or I can do something over the weekend so in the beginning I almost then started enjoying it a bit and that's when 
um, I found, I guess, a new passion in making videos and finding something something new to do. So, yeah, it's strange how life can work sometimes. You're, as you've mentioned before, you've got an amazing tight-knit group of friends who are in the YouTube world, which, yeah. of course, naturally helped you uh, catapult your platform into the spotlight which is amazing but how important is to is it to have a tight-knit group of friends who are supportive of your endeavors and particularly help you forge a pathway for for anything that you put your mind to as well yeah super important i was uh so lucky that when i started we were surrounded by this group of people who were all making youtube videos and could we could all share in each other's audiences so the more we made videos together the better it worked out for all of us and i don't think it would have been it would have been nearly impossible to get to where i have got to without that start so that's that luck thing again where i was so lucky to have that to start um and it was absolutely crucial to it and as well as that now those guys have all become sort of friends for life of mine so it's been great and it was such a fun experience we <laughs> it was the seven of us all you know making i think there were seven of us all making videos and just having the time of our lives and, and and having a great time and that's now moved on to something different but i in in what i make with archie but also in its own way really challenging and rewarding and extremely extremely fun i mean you've got your own narrative of your your video content now and it's probably slightly different and as you've grown up yeah. as has your content so yeah. now you're kind of firmly planted in the in the world of high-profile celeb pranking, uh, <laughs> which is That's what very I kind to say. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, it. Um, yeah, it was definitely a strange transition from uh, the Chubby Bunny challenge to giving <laughs> Katie Hopkins an award. That, that's for sure. So let's talk about generating ideas then about video content. Yeah, you are now basically partnered with Archie. Yes. Um, how do you brainstorm together or do you not brainstorm together? And sometimes you wake up at 1am and go, dude, that might be a good idea. I'm going to write it down. So we have this cage in my house um, and we put Archie in it when he comes around and we just throw stones at him until he comes up with an idea. And, uh, <laughs> and then we roll with that. Um, it's honestly, there's no like formulaic process to it. It literally is just a lot of, reading newspapers, talking to each other, and it'll come, as you say, sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes in the middle of the day. There's there's no real formula to it. We're always talking about ideas and we have a lot of like things written down that we think might be fun to do. But there's there's certainly no formula to to the ideas, I don't think. How many uh, ideas when you generate them never actually bear the fruit of success and never get off the ground? So like things we actually decide to try and make, but then don't work. Yeah. Um, we've been quite lucky in that once we've gone to filming, it's only happened a handful of times that uh, it's fallen down because the person we're trying to do something to has, has figured us out or uh, the, there's the loophole we thought would work, just didn't work. Um, it, it's not been too frequent. I think because basically we'll we'll think okay that's a good idea but then we'll start going into like researching how we're actually going to do it and at that point often it falls short so it's not like we've had to you know film and then abort because uh something's gone wrong in in the filming except for the once when someone caught on to what we were doing is there anyone you're allowed to say that caught on 
Uh, I, I won't say just because it's something we still might want to do. Oh, good. Uh, and if I say, then it, it might ruin it. But Don't want to ruin it. Yeah, just in case it works one day. So let's talk about the ambiguity of content creation then. Because okay. every now and then, um, maybe not a YouTuber, but let's say a content creator might have a, a failure in a post or a video or something. Mm-hmm. But that's because the the line becomes blurred of what can be appropriate and what isn't appropriate and the one that springs to mind is of course the forest video with logan paul yeah and but i think he was creating so much content and from what i've listened to and watched as well that the line became blurred for him so is there that pressure of having that uh in the back of your mind if there might be an inappropriate stepping over of the line or are you fairly well versed in that uh no that's always a worry i think and you know, it's only down to our judgment. We show it to as many friends as we can and try and get constructive feedback um, as much as we possibly can. Um, so that's always something to be cautious of. I suppose in Logan Paul's case, that was probably a time in his life where, yeah, he was creating videos every single day. He was extremely famous and probably surrounded by um, a bunch of people who, who were maybe too scared to even say, I don't know if that's a great idea. So, you know, he got himself to a point where whether it was that video or another one, I think that was sort of bound to happen. Um, but it seems like he's definitely learned from that and probably changed quite a lot as a person. And yeah, it's nice to see that he's still really doing incredibly well. He actually seems like a really humble man now. For well, a while. it's because you compare him to his brother. So yeah, I know. It's impossible <laughs> for anyone not to seem humble, but no, he, he, does, he does seem to be a nice guy. Oh, I don't know what's happened in that regard. They've got like stunner switcheroo. Yeah, I know, I know, but um, they're doing well. How did you yeah. meet? How did you meet Archie then? So I, I mentioned that Ben and Casper are coming on here, and they've got some sort of romantic Tinder story. Yeah, your story with Archie. Um, so Archie, I'd seen some stuff he'd done online, which was a series um, that you should check out if you haven't seen it, called Archie Asks, where yeah. he goes around in public just asking people ridiculous things and and basically you know he went to Wimbledon and would ask passers-by what do you think of the match between Andy Murray and Jacob Rees-Mogg later and the ladies would say well I think Andy's going to take him in the third set uh so it was really really great and I loved them and I just thought they were so good and that he was really good and that's how we became friends and then he helped out with a couple of videos um just as a friend and I thought that we worked really well together. And then a lot, about two, three years ago, four years ago, I was making this music video, this parody music video about Conor Maynard's sister. It was like a whole joke. And I needed uh, someone to help me direct the music video. And I was like, oh, well, Archie will be good at this. And I called him on the day of the music video. I think the guy who was meant to do it dropped out. So I can't remember. But he went, yeah, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll be there. Absolutely, absolutely. And <laughs> he, he directed this music video with me and it was just hilarious to work with him. And he was really good and the product was really good. And then he worked for me a few more times just on a sort of pro bono basis. And he was great. So then I said, look, Archie, um, I really like working with you. Would you want to come and maybe do two days a week uh, where we work together and make videos for my YouTube channel. And he's like, yep, yep, that's great. Love it. And he then proceeded to work for seven days a week uh, when he was only being paid for two days a week and just 
threw himself into it completely. And that led us to the videos where we hatched a quail in a from a supermarket egg. We listed my flat as a restaurant on Deliveroo. <laughs> and culminating in the Katie Hopkins video, which is when things really took off to another level of, okay, this is getting serious now. We might, you know, there's something to do here between the two of us. We shouldn't, we should really think about what we do going forward with this. And he said, look, you know, I'm loving this, but I, I can't just keep being paid to work two days a week and, and devote my life to this, but I want to. Is there anything we can do? And we came up with a with a with an agreement that we were both happy with, which formed this partnership, which we now have. And from then it's been only great things. We, you know, straight after the partnership, we had that Carol Baskin video, which was like a great start to the partnership. And then a few other videos, which which we've been lucky enough to make that have that have done really well. And now we're partners, and and hopefully it's just the sort of start of a of a long partnership. I'm going to talk about probably three videos with you in detail. Hopefully, okay. Um, just before we dive into the specifics of that, I've got yeah. two two questions. The first one being, why do you think YouTube is such a successful platform compared okay. to? When you compare it to other content creation, why why is it so significant? Uh, I think it's so successful because it's so diverse in what you can watch. If you need to fix your washing machine, you can look up a video which will help you do that. If you want to watch some great comedy, you can find a video that will help you do that. And if you want to fix your golf swing, you can find a video to help you do that. So just it is literally the whatever you want of entertainment you will find. And I think that just makes it irresistible to people because they can use it to, to find any form of entertainment. I suppose as well, my, the next question is, because it's not a traditional nine to five job, it's, yeah. a, it's very much self-employed and you're creative. Yeah. How do you find time to switch off then? When do you feel like it's appropriate to give yourself a break and a rest? Because otherwise you can get burnout. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, uh, it's hard to sit there and say like, oh, the hard parts of being a YouTuber, because we're very lucky to have this as a job. But that is definitely one of the things to contend with is because there's no boss or person telling you this is the time you take off and go on holiday. It does always feel like you should be working. Um, so you have to just try and think it's fine. I'm taking a week or two weeks or whatever it is where I'm not going to do anything anything and that doesn't matter i found it harder to do when i was uploading videos every week because as soon i would have like i felt like i had to upload every week because i wasn't doing my job if i didn't now that we upload so much less frequently i don't mind you know taking a few weeks off sometimes because i don't feel that pressure of having to upload um so that's been better for me and as i've grown up as well i guess i've realized how important it is to, to have that time for yourself Archie will tell you I'm very good at taking that time off for myself. <laughs> of course he would. Are you yeah. well in, are you in, in kind of in tune uh, with your mental health? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think so. What, what do you mean? As in, do you know, have you, do you experience wobbles and you go, actually, okay, I might actually take a step back? Or are you actually quite level-headed in terms of your mental health? Uh, I think I, I'm quite lucky in that, yeah, I've, I've not struggled with it too much. But uh, I was certainly toward the end of last year um struggling a bit and 
when it came to December time and I was, I go back every December to see my family in South Africa, which is the only time I see them for the year. And then the UK announced that uh, there's a travel ban on South Africa. That was a month or a few weeks where I was really just like not motivated to do anything because essentially I felt like this break I give myself at the end of every year to go back to South Africa had just been taken away from me. Um, But, you know, I sort of got through it and got over it. And then miraculously, the UK lifted the travel ban two weeks later. So I could go back to South Africa in any case. So it all actually worked out. But um, yeah, in in general, I think I'm I'm quite lucky with my mental health and in not getting too stressed out. So let's let's dive straight into a video that I really enjoy. The first one is, I don't know if it's actually on your platform necessarily, but it's very much you doing the interviewing with Tom Holland. Oh, no, it is on my platform. It is on your platform. It's been stolen from me many, many times. Yeah, that's the problem. But it is so funny. And obviously with the Thank recent you. Spider-Man film, it's re- re-entered the public domain. Yeah, yeah. It has I've done so on multiple it. occasions. I've seen it everywhere. Um, right. Especially on TikTok. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, it has sort of been taken and redistributed, but it's fine. I Spoiler alert it. for anyone listening. You've got 10 seconds. Great. Don't fancy doing Garfield or Maguire anytime soon? <laughs> I, uh, I would if I could. <laughs> so a question about that kind of video is then, um, do you enjoy getting a thrill out of that bit? Because you're literally face-to-face with them in that environment, ready to go. Tom's obviously such a lovely guy. He is yeah. fairly down to earth, especially when you were interviewing him before he got even sure. mega, mega big. Yeah. But that must have been hilarious for you and must have been so difficult to maintain that straight face. Yeah, I uh, I do enjoy those scenarios. I mean, it's at the time you get that sort of sick, like really, or fe- at the time you get that really sick feeling in your stomach. Um, but it's one of those things that if you can push through it and pull it off, you get a sort of major kick of adrenaline, and it's really fun. So I do enjoy it. But yeah, that was uh, that was very funny. The hardest thing was not laughing because I obviously had. Casper and Connor yeah. feeding me these ridiculous lines. So that was the hardest bit was not actually laughing, but it was, it was really fun and he was great. Uh, and yeah, the whole video was, was, was really fun to do. Did he find out after you were there or did he just ne- never find out? And that was that. Uh, he did. If you, so the, there's the full video, you see, Lou, you've been watching the, the, the ripoffs. Oh, the ripoffs. You've got to get to the full video. Um, yeah, so we, we reveal it to him at the end and he oh. did really well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Now let's talk about the admin of that video because you okay. got in, in the room as um, to, to interview him basically when he's doing his publicity for his big films. How yeah. do you facilitate that sort of introduction? YouTubers nowadays get a lot of opportunities to interview uh, celebrities when they're promoting a new film just as the press would do. So they often give you 10 minutes to interview the celebrity and you can make it into a video for your YouTube channel. Um, I thought the sort of prospect of yeah, just interviewing someone was probably a bit boring. So I tried to think of how we might make it a bit more fun. And that was the concept I came up with. Somehow the, the studio approved that as an idea. So I was put into the room. Uh, Tom came in thinking I was a YouTuber who was interviewing him, but obviously I had no idea that um, I, was, I was getting fed lines of what to say to him. 
So next video that I need to talk about, and this one I have watched in length before you slate me, Katie Hopkins. Yeah. Because I I chatted at length about this video with Archie. And it is just, I mean, it's absolute gold. But the logistics in it are mad. How long did it take up from setup to completed product? Um, Three months, I think. So it was from like November in 2019 to the filming on i think it was like the 20 something of january 2020 and then we uploaded it around that time so about three months yeah it was uh that was a lot of work what was the biggest challenge in that video for you i'm sure there were a few (laughs) it was the the day before rehearsing it all and just the sort of realization that all this money's now been spent and she might turn up and immediately realize something's wrong and the whole thing is screwed. Like the whole video hinged on one person. And if she sniffed something out, that was it. And all that money was wasted and the whole thing would just go up in smoke. So it was just so nerve wracking the, the days leading up to it. I don't want to go specific, but can you uh, give me a, a number? Uh, how many zeros on the end in terms of figure are we talking? Um, yes, yeah, so it was... Uh, how many zeros on the end would be would be four four zeros in 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 that that realm of of money spent so it was uh it was expensive wow okay but worth it were you prepared for how well that that was going to go did you have an inkling um no i mean i I didn't so at that time that was still like we'd never done anything quite like that we'd obviously you know tricked deliveroo and done a few things like that but we'd never done something quite that outrageous. So we were, we didn't know. We just sort of took a bit of a, a leap of faith and prepared for it as much as we could. And it all worked out. So the whole evening was just a complete adrenaline rush and absolute crazy blur. But it all worked out, luckily. I love that. I mean, it's absolutely amazing if anyone hasn't seen it. And of course, lastly, and this will make you laugh, I think, Carol yeah. Baskin, who is in yeah. fact another friend of the podcast. Oh, right. she's done the podcast. Yeah. Oh, did you ask her about the video? She did say, God, they did so well. It was brilliant. Really well done. And actually, it really helped me. And yeah, I- she took the whole thing really well. That was what was nice about that was straight away. She was like, oh, that was so funny. And she seemed to really enjoy it. And she got to do her call to the wild, which was her animal charity shout out in the video, exactly. which, which got a lot of views. So I think well, I think ultimately that. you navigated that really well because you could have easily slated her in, yeah. in one way. But actually, you took the moral high ground and wanted to ensure that she could do. Yeah, because ultimately, I think. What she stands for and is passionate for is really good, sure. but certain certain things have maybe yeah. become a little less transparent. And it's it's all just a bit hypocritical because of the business she was in compared <laughs> yeah. to what she's sort of promoting as a charity. But indeed, Carol, indeed. Well, let's put it this way: Joe Exotic would be a cracker to get on. Yeah, that would be that would be exceptional. Oh, good. So what, what is next in terms of, obviously I'm not going to ask specifics of your, your channel and yeah. what videos are upcoming, but what's the aim for 2022 and beyond of the channel? Is it to just expand? Do you, are you going into other realms? Um, so yeah, there's, there's a few things that Archie and I are working on that are 
away from YouTube, which are all just prospects at this point. And, you know, if they came to fruition, that would be really exciting. But as is with this industry, you just never know. So fingers crossed for those. And hopefully you'll hear about them at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, YouTube, we just want to continue doing what we're doing and make sure that every time we put something out, it's something that people will be like, oh, cool. I want to watch that. Not just, oh, there's another, another video. And then we're also looking at, um, creating content for brands that we're not necessarily in, which is something we've we've started doing more of, which is quite fun. Where we're producing, so a brand will come to us and we'll conceptualize an idea for an advert for them, and you know, shoot it, help direct it, edit it, everything, and deliver them back a product that they can post on their socials or indeed on television if they wanted to. So almost a, a production house for for adverts for brands. And yeah, that's that's the the plan for this year. Uh, by the end of it, I'll probably be playing cricket again or something because things never go as you as you plan them to. But uh, <laughs> Josh Peters getting drafted into the hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be quality. Exactly. Um, so this is a question I ask every guest. What does okay. the word headstrong mean to you? Uh, the word headstrong to me means to I think inspire the people around you in tough situations i think that's one of the bravest things you can do is that when your team or family or whatever the scenario you find yourself in are in a really tough spot if you can be the person to show a bit of strength and resolve you can inspire a whole group of other people and and people feed off that energy from you so for me that that's what being headstrong is about amazing Thank you, Josh. I've really enjoyed this chat. It's been good to, uh, good, to, good to speak to you face-to-face and discuss some of your amazing work. So keep it up and thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And that's it for this first episode of Headstrong. A massive, massive thank you to Josh for joining me on this first episode. I really appreciated his openness, his honesty and his humour. What an absolutely lovely young man. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do like, subscribe, go check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Every little helps in your support. If you also like it, please share it with your family and friends. All that's left for me to say is I will see you next week for another episode of Headstrong. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.